Welcome to episode 163 of the Entitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Zach, and this week I'm joined by Pat and his mascot. Ahoy ho, everyone. This is Jolly. Rick and his various mascots. Hey, this is Rick, and I have Frank, Beans, and Ruth. Ruth is at the moment attacking Beans. And Chance with his Sour Patch Kids. What mascot. it do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. We all die alone. We all die alone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You knew exactly where I was going with that. Well, Zach, do you know what part of your body will die last? What chance? Your eyes, they dilate. (laughs) Very nice. I like that. Good joke to tell at a funeral. I don't think jokes are good at funerals generally. (laughs) I mean, we're going to tell so many jokes at your funeral, Zach. I I actually want my funeral to be like basically a party. Oh yeah, we're gonna like, celebrate. We're burying you with your with your speaker. We're gonna leave it on at like people are gonna walk by the graveyard and hear like fucking EDM in your grave. <laughs> That'd <be> great. <laughs> That'd be party. amazing. No, seriously, I want my funeral to just be jokes. We'll die like, already. The whole oh, Jesus. Thing. I don't want to die. My God, <laughs> we're live, Pat. He's, God, he's, what... yeah, I know he wants it. I'm just saying, if that's what he wants, we can make it happen. He just has to die. No, I don't want. I don't want to die now. I said I want, I want my funeral to be. Like, well, if you want something, you want it to happen now. That's not true. That's not true that, at all. That's the vernacular. Good things comes to those who wait. So I'm going to wait on this. Like, well, we have this on recording, so people can go back and see how evil Pat is. Yeah, it's I not mean, evil. You don't need to record this to know it's, Pat is evil. It's, it's just, pragmatic. He's evil because he sides with all the villains. Then he just says, I'm evil because I want you to have what you want. I don't want to die. Like, you said you want your funeral. I want my funeral to be. Is this a gaming like, podcast or just like depression? Well, no, like, because now I'm having an existential crisis at I mean, 22 in the afternoon on a Saturday. Everybody stop yeah. having existential crises. We're fine. We're fine. Anyway. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast, not a morgue or a funeral funeral home, as some of us would yield you to believe. Um, but we are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. So sit back, relax, get ready to level up your gaming knowledge as we discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, and impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Favorite breakfast cereal. Have we done this? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it again. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and or Reese's Puffs. I like Golden Grahams. Reese's Puffs. Thank you, Rick. Rick's For a real one. Yeah, it's pretty double. Pretty <laughs> I'm quoting the commercial. <laughs> <sighs> Chance yeah, likes eggs in his milk for breakfast. Uh, Oach and egg in a milk container. I don't. Captain Crunch? Did someone already say that? No. It's okay. yours. It doesn't matter how other people <laughs> said it. <laughs> Rick's a real one. Reese's puffs all the way. Mm-hmm. Right, Fruity so Pebbles. Sugary. Fruity Pebbles are cracked, man. Fruity Pebbles are so good. They cut off the the roof of your mouth. What are you five? Not if you get them soggy. <laughs> I mean, I don't like soggy cereal. I like my my cereal to have a crunch. Branch. <laughs> All right, everybody. So this week we'll be discussing the Insomniac leaks. But first, what have you been playing? 
Uh, let's start with Rick. Oh, oh shit. Um, yeah. Okay. Throwing you a curveball. It, making you go first. <laughs> I like it. I like it because I have a lot to talk about. So pre-Christmas, I was playing uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I'm now on Act 2, so catching up with everybody. The wife had to like wrap presents and everything, so she would go to bed early or go up to our room. So I just had the TV to myself and played a lot of Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I'm on Act 2. It's been a lot of fun. It's definitely a crazy game. Um, yeah. Then uh, Christmas happened, and I got Star Ocean Second Story R, the uh, remake of Star Ocean Second Story for the Switch. So I've been playing that played that quite a bit because Star Ocean, that was one of my favorite games growing up. Um, it's originally published by uh, Enix before Square bought them out and became Square Enix. It's it's a lot of fun. Basically, your character, uh, you know, is from the future and is, you know, in space and then run to an issue. You get teleported to an underdeveloped planet and you have a ray gun and everybody's like, oh, you have a sword of light. And your dude's like, no, like, leave me alone. Uh, he's not supposed to interact with the planets because they're underdeveloped. So it's a whole thing. So yeah, I'm really excited to keep playing that. I also got uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 for the Switch, which I'm excited to play. I'd uh, like me some difficult JRPGs. And then uh, my mom got me an Xbox card. Uh, so I used that. I was really excited because uh, Dredge was on sale. So I bought Dredge, um, which is a indie game. It's a horror fishing game, which is kind of weird. That two weird things to kind of put together. I know we all hung out last night and I did not shut up about it. It has been one of my favorite games so far this year. Um, it's just addicting. It's fun and it's terrifying. Um, so, yep, you have your little boat. Boat can take damage. The fishing and the dredging actually are just like pretty simple mini games. You have to press you know the right button at the right time. But just the environment, the atmosphere, what you do dig up. It's just terrifying. And I can't believe they did a collaboration with Dave the Diver because uh, I don't think there's any way I'm going to play that because that water I do not want to go into. It is. It's gross. Um, so, yeah, I actually rolled credits on that last night. The ending um, made it seem like maybe there's more that I could do. Like, there's definitely more I could do in the environment. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, but, yeah, I was able to roll credits on that last night. Very proud of myself. And now I could go back to Baldur's Gate 3. All right chance what have you been playing uh nothing too crazy just the normal stuff um still playing cyberpunk uh hankai star rail on my phone um we've been playing i've been playing Baldur's gate 3 by myself and with uh zach and pat on tuesdays um so everyone should uh look up the vods or try to catch us on tuesday we do stream it on tuesdays not just play yes. it we also stream it because <laughs> you didn't say that well we play it so on stream uh, and then um, I've been playing Avatar Frontiers of Pandora um, and and the two other games I normally play that are kind of just, you know, games I always typically go back to League of Legends, World of Warcraft. Um, so how is Avatar? Uh, it's pretty good. It's a lot of um, uh, crafting. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of plants. Um, I heard it looks really good on the the PS5. Is that what you're playing on? Yeah, I'm playing on PlayStation 5. Um, I mean, it looks amazing. I mean, it's Pandora, so the aesthetic and just kind of like the planets and everything and the, the vegetation and the it all looks great. Um, of course, that's on performance mode. Um, I prefer to play on. No, I prefer to play on performance mode, but quality mode is the one that, you know, everything kind of looks really good. 
Um, there's a lot of side quests. It's an RPG, so you level up and you can craft gear um, to, you know, increase your health, do extra damage. There's skill trees. Um, there's a lot of exploration. There's paths you can take, like uh, zip lines to get up to places. That's like a... Uh, there's also, like, mushrooms you can jump on. Um, there's also... Reminds me of other games. Um, like, plants that have, like... There's, like, blue plants that if you run through them, they splatter you at stuff, and you, like, run faster. So you can actually find pathways through the through Pandora to get places to really fast. I um, haven't got there yet. I'm really, really close, but I haven't gotten an Akron yet, which is, like, a, one of the, like the birds, like the pterodactyl-looking creatures. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun to traverse on those. Um, there's hunting, uh, there's different, uh, like creatures that you can hunt and they give different kinds of meats you can also cook to give your character, uh, temporary stats. Um, and of course there's a story to the game as well, uh, that you, you know, you progress as you go through the, the story. There's a lot of side quests and there's even some kind of like a little bit of detective work, um, where you go into a, an area and you have to, um, you know, there's a bunch of different, um, like you know something's damaged or you find a weapon or you kind of have to put the pieces together and then you're as you do that the character will kind of like oh this must have happened and this must have happened and stuff like that. not anything crazy or detailed but it is a little bit of like detective work um the one things i wish that they would do in the game was would speak a little bit more of like the navi language um apparently just all navi just know english um which uh isn't that wasn't that like described in the the movie where it's like the avatars have like implants that like translate or some shit yeah i mean that's true i mean well that's the, well, that's the thing you are don't you, play are you as an avatar, avatar or you're, no, you're, a, not you're an, an avatar. actual thing you're an actual navi that was okay. essentially kidnapped as a child and trying to be molded into a soldier so um you would think that you wouldn't really understand navi because you kind i mean you were essentially a child so i guess technically you could learn navi language but I mean, you're still, you're like really young, so you would probably be not the best at it. But um, I guess they could put some kind of, you know, like, I don't know, easy device in there. Yeah, kind of cheat. They're like, oh, you have some kind of translator or whatnot. But I wish they would use more Navi language, um, maybe like a little bit of subtitles. Um, well, it would be cool I, is if they did like a feature like uh, Ghost of Tsushima <clears throat> where you could play the entire thing in Navi or english like you have the option in the menus yeah i mean they could do that too um that sounds like a lot more work which i mean would be is a really cool you know option to have but i mean if they wanted to take the easy way out they could have just added a little bit more navi language into it and there is some but um i just you wish there's a little bit more always wanted to take the easy way out well sometimes sometimes not um <laughs> sometimes they don't really think about it but um but yeah, I don't know. The game's a lot of fun. I'm still playing it. Um, I'm definitely still. I mean, I have hours into it, but I still think there's still more to the game that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, but yeah, for, I'm gonna continue to. For Honkai Star Rail, that's also on PlayStation, right? Are you just playing on your phone? Uh, it's on PlayStation. It's a mobile phone. It's essentially uh, the newer version of um, that one game that was popular a while ago. It's still uh, popular, but like, fuck, what the hell is it called? Um. That free to play one. I know what you're talking about with the, the lady. anime one. It's like open world. It, it mm -hmm. kind of give people like a uh, Breath of the Wild kind of feel. Yeah, um, I know. I, you know, people listen to this will probably be like you idiots, but I don't know. <laughs> people like love it. I mean, that game's super popular, and it's a bench. It's essentially made by the same people, but this is more of a turn-based RPG. 
and it is a gotcha game. So you do, you know, spend you can spend real money to buy currency to then roll for the newer, possibly better characters and make your teams and stuff and whatnot. So um I've been playing that here and there. I don't play it very often, but I normally play it on my phone. Um but uh but yeah, I mean essentially those are all the games I have been playing. Um so Pat, is it your turn? Or who started? Yes. Yes, it's, go ahead, Pat. Yeah, so like Chan said, we've been streaming Baldur's Gate 3 every Tuesday. Go check that out. We are, I've already played it through once. I really enjoyed it. We're playing again as a team. I do recommend the first time you play, play it solo like Rick will be doing for his first playthrough uh, because it does hit different that way. Um, but yeah, we're having a lot of fun. We're kind of, we are fucking around a little bit in terms of like, we don't really have a goal or like a plan in mind. We're like, Hey, do you want to go here? All right, let's go here. Or how are we dealing with this again? Okay. Well, we're already in the middle of a cutscene, making a choice. So I guess this is the actions we're living with. Or like, so. or like one of us using like a weapon, like that doesn't make any sense. And then getting away from us and getting killed by a boss. And then, you know, instead of staying, Zach. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or apparently killing children or whatever. That, that or, was you. That's all you. Yeah. Or what did you do, Pat? You did something stupid. I can't I didn't remember do anything. I, I've just been nailing every interaction. I also, I don't want it to be misconstrued is that the conversations that are happening in the way it's being described right now are not as calm as when it's actually happening when we're on the street, <laughs> right? Like these things are happening and there's like, People are, we're yelling at each other. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And people are like freaking out. And I don't, I don't know why I'm being slandered. I'm literally. It's, it's hilarious because he like, gave you the spear, and then you use the spear, and he's why are you using that fucking spear? Yeah, like, I don't know why I'm being slandered. I did what I was told at the. No, I was like, this might be teammate. good for you, and I gave it to you. It and is you literally the worst it. thing that's ever happened to me. Well, <laughs> like, first of all, I thought you'd be yeah, using like, a, a freaking bow. I but, have a bow and a spear. So when I'm being chased, oh I, I am engaging in melee combat with the spear. Like, but anyway, he, he's like, why are you doing this? I was like, you gave it to me. Yeah. But so we've been playing that. That's fun. Um, I do eventually want to do a solo playthrough, but I think that's like further down the line. Maybe when I'm assuming they're going to do an expansion for this or something. So uh, maybe when that drops, but besides that, uh, I did get Cyberpunk um, with the DLC. I got it for PC, so I've been playing it on there. It looks great. I haven't gotten too far into the new content. I'm just like now getting into Dogtown, which is the new area. But everything looks great. I had a lot of time. Uh, I had a lot of fun uh, kind of just going through the skill tree, picking out new builds, and like kind of shaping my V much differently than how I played. Because when I first played the game, I was just a run and gun go in and do that because that was like the most viable option at the time. Um, you had a little bit of hacking, but it was nowhere near where it is now. Um, I did do stealth occasionally, but mostly it's like, I'm going to try to do stealth until somebody spots me. And now I'm just killing everybody <laughs> by shooting them. Um, I, I mostly relied on a shotgun during my first playthrough, but now uh, I do want to kind of experiment with like the dodging, the quick, like slowing down time and using a sword and like blocking bullets and then just chopping people up. So I've been doing that and I, I, I've really enjoyed that so far. Um, I do want to play more of it. I just haven't had a lot of time to, to jump into it. Um, getting into the story stuff is what I'm really looking forward to because apparently it's really good and Idris Elba does a really great job. So looking forward to that. 
uh, but just kind of dipping my toes into it for now. Um, besides that, I did play and beat Venba. Uh, Venba is a game that uh, Rick had talked about previously. Um, you said, how long did it take you, Rick? Just a couple hours. Okay. Yeah, because it took me like an hour and a half, um, but I had like an unfair advantage because I was playing it with my mom in the room. So as I'm doing the recipes and like the, the point of the game is you're trying to figure out the order stuff goes in. She's like, oh, yeah, do that, then that, then this, then that, and then that. And I'm like, oh, I just got it in one go because she's right here. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that. That is uh, – it's, it's very much like I relate to it because it is a lot of like my childhood and stuff. So at the end of the game, I'm like – I feel like a douchebag for because I did some of that stuff as a kid too. So uh, that that wasn't that wasn't a great feeling, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think my mom really enjoyed it. She uh, uh, little aside here, we are all vegetarian in my family, so there were parts where you're cooking a fish or uh, chicken or something, and my yeah, mom literally, yeah, my mom literally covered her nose like she could smell it i'm like mom it's just a video game it's not in the in the the actual real world but she's it's just a thing for her so um but overall we had fun i think it's a good fun an hour and a half to two hour experience and it's on game pass so definitely check it out uh i have been still dipping my toes into mario wonder that is a really good uh 2d platformer uh, 2.5D technically, so it, sh- it should be a 3D. I should ga- have gotten points for it in our uh, Fantasy Critic, but you know, I I'm I'm nothing if not letting stuff go. Uh, but it is it is fun. Uh, I do like how they do these different worlds. And there's literally I don't know maybe they come back in later on in the game because I have not beaten it yet. But there are like enemies that are like this enemy is only for this level, and you don't mm-hmm. see them again for a while. So the the fact that they're doing handcrafted enemies for certain levels and not reusing them and kind of giving you a unique experience on each level is it says a lot about that's not how games are these days it's it's all about you're making this asset we're going to keep using this asset so um i do like it a lot um i do want to play more of it but like i said there's very little time uh to to game these days and i've kind of been in a slump where i'm like I don't I don't want a game right now. I just want to watch Bob's Burgers. So uh, there's been a little bit of that going on too. Uh, and then obviously playing Marvel Snap as always. Uh, Tribunal was kind of in, in the meta right now. So I made a, a Tribunal deck, which has been doing really good. I posted a, a picture of that on uh, our Discord where I got like, I don't even know, like a million score in each round bec- or in each lane because the effect multiplies and the other guy was playing a similar deck than me. And I had uh super scroll, which absorbs his effects and it was just a crazy game. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's still pretty fun. And, you know, I think they're doing, they're doing such a good job keeping you engaged in Marvel snap. I don't see myself falling off of that anytime soon. Cause it's been two years now since that, that game has been out and I'm still, playing it i'm still getting the the season pass you know every now and then so really enjoying that but that is pretty much uh everything i've been playing zach what have you been playing yeah so um like chance and pat said we're we're streaming Baldur's gate 3 if you haven't gotten the hint you should watch us every tuesday while we're doing that um and yeah kind of like the same old stuff uh fortnite fall guys 
uh fifa uh put siege into the mix over the last couple weeks again um we're at a 302 day streak of playing chess uh super mario wonder and what better way to prepare for the 2023 tuggies than to go back to 2022 and play pentiment so i played and rolled credits on that it was great um just would that have changed your your nominations or how you voted last year having beat pentiment um i don't remember what i voted for last year or what i selected well, Maybe- immortality was our game yeah, of the year. it was our one but i don't i wouldn't have like pentiment wouldn't have won narrative or game of the year for me uh, um, i think game direction it was definitely up there and then also like art style I feel like yeah, it had a really unique and interesting was, art style. Art style was nice. I still think I would have given game direction to Immortality. Immortality yeah, I, just because of like the like I mean, we talked about it last year, like the complexity of it and how you can kind of every person who plays it probably went about it a different way because mm-hmm. like order and like the different timelines and stuff like that and the way you could go about doing it. Um, so. So I don't think it would have changed too much, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a great game. I really enjoyed it. I do think it started dragging a little bit in the third act. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the game. Um, I really liked it. So it was nice to kind of go in and play a game. It's been a while, I feel like, since I've played a game where it was just kind of all like narrative, like dialogue-driven stuff like that. So it was nice to kind of have a change of pace from that perspective. It was fun. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, so, yeah. And I've said it once and I'll say it again, but Obsidian is the best purchase Microsoft has made. And like, let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. Just mm-hmm. keep funding them because they're making amazing yeah. games. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's all. That's all I've been playing the last couple of weeks. Um, we didn't say it because I'm a terrible host and it's been a while since we've done it. And it was a few days ago, but Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate um, over the holiday holidays. Period. Yeah, just happy holidays generally. Um, hope you all got what you asked for from from Santa Claus or whatever burglar breaks into your home. The way you said that sounded very like antagonist. I hope you got what you asked for. <laughs> yeah, you're all gonna get what you deserve. Uh, I hope you received what you wished for <laughs> from whichever burglar breaks into your home and leaves gifts for you and the family. Um you're all gonna also, get what you deserve. That also sounded kind all of, of ominous, but like, I hope you all get what you deserve. You got what's coming to you. Um, so yeah. So again, as always, we're streaming on Twitch. We're doing it every Tuesday, just kind of like our housekeeping stuff. So we're streaming Baldur's Gate right now. Uh, so please join us there. We're not gonna do a not so news because we're lazy on this Saturday. Um, it's the new year. It's the new. It, it, we're, we're getting close. To the, it's not quite the new year yet, but you, you know how it is. The last like month, nobody's really working. Everyone at the office is just kind of chilling. Your your motivation's down low. We're we're doing the same thing. We're just upfront about it. So we're we're just gonna dive straight into our topic of show. Our topic of show is Insomniac got hacked. So while everybody else was having a festive holiday time, it wasn't a great time. For yeah, and kind of a a thing here. So a lot of people are. The the way this hack has gone. Do you guys want to talk about this at the end? Maybe I, I think it's best to address it up front. So yeah, a lot of people, about- a lot of people aren't talking about the details of this hack 
because they're like, oh, this is so like terrible. This is data that was stolen. And like, you know, they, they stole personal information from these devs and it's, it's a horrible thing in the gaming industry and we shouldn't talk about it or give any, uh, any sort of press to this because it, it, it happened under circumstances that the devs didn't want and, you know, all of that. But every other leak, every other major outlet has talked about, like, the GTA leak, that was day one. People are sharing footage. They're talking about it. Yeah. The Capcom leak, which also had personal details being stolen and from employees and being shared online. People talked about like the the games, the NVIDIA leak, the, you know, uh Santa Monica or not Santa Monica, the fuck, what was the other? There was another Sony studio that had one. I It'll come to me, but like, there's been so many, the Microsoft leak from all the court documents, like everybody talks about those. Why is it so different when it's Insomniac, when it's a game where this much stuff had come out? Like, I understand it's terrible and we shouldn't like, we're not going to share any of the personal data of the, uh, the devs and stuff, but the cat is kind of out of the bag. So we're going to discuss the financial data, the, or not the finance, like not the, the employee financial data, but like the budget stuff that they've talked about that like for like how much a a triple a game costs for sony uh, we're going to talk about wolverine we're going to talk about a lot of stuff we're just not going to talk about the personal details that were yeah, shared we're not going to dox people <laughs> yeah. but it's just like and yeah obviously it's it's a terrible thing to steal somebody's personal information and share it online yeah. don't do that right but the cat's out of the bag. We're going to talk about it's important for the, I understand the reasoning for there to like not be press about it. I think it's they, a double standard you know, when you do it for one and like, don't do it for another. You don't want to like give the group like press and inspire other people to go in and hack them. But at the same time, talk about it. You should let other video game companies know like, hey, you're vulnerable. You should take action to, to, to protect yourself. Um, so let's kind of just dive into it again. We're not going to go into personal info of the individuals because that would just be wrong but we are going to talk about like the company as a whole and kind of like stuff that isn't personal we're basically doing like hipaa but without healthcare, just general personal info like we're not going to talk about it so yeah but just like microsoft where we're talking about like business deals yeah, we'll talk about that all like, of that yeah. information that was shared online we're going to talk about this as well so right so a little over a week ago hackers did breach insomniac and they threatened to release loads of confidential data unless sony paid the hacker group 50 bitcoin which is around like roughly two million dollars within seven days well sony doesn't negotiate with terrorists i mean no <laughs> major corporation does because like right, yeah <laughs> no one can trust your hacker yeah, group you're, that you're, you're, you're gonna get the two million dollars and release the data anyway yeah so okay. like i don't understand why anybody does this like oh give us the money and we're, we won't do like no one's gonna listen to you, or, you. Like, you want me to take the word of a criminal <laughs> yeah exactly um and the hackers stay true to their word because obviously sony did not meet their demands so the ransomware group, I, I'm going to assume this is pronounced Rizida. Don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Uh, released 1.67 terabytes of data, uh, amounting to more than like 1.3 million files. And these files contained a bunch of stuff. Again, it did unfortunately include personal staff information, um, but it also included videos and images of the upcoming Marvel Wolverine game, 
contract signed by Marvel and Sony for future projects um, and a bunch of stuff. So we're just kind of going to go down and talk about the things that were released, not the staff information or anything like that. Um, but there were videos and images showing uh, early Wolverine footage. Those are online. The game's cast is online. A list of locations, the plot, target release dates, and then the data also reportedly includes a bootable build of the Wolverine yeah, game. Which is the insane part. So I don't think this has ever happened where an actual bootable alpha build of a game has been leaked online. Obviously, it's not a finished product. I haven't actually downloaded it or, or seen it being played because obviously it's it's D- DCM or copyright stricken and all of that stuff. They're, they're going to have trackers on it. They're going to try and find the people that do download it. So don't download it. I don't recommend you doing that. But it is insane that that it happened and there was an actual bootable version of it on there. Um, what I did see is some of the leaked uh, gameplay of it. Yeah. And there's minutes, an, right? I think there's even more than that. Oh, but wow. like the video we're not I gonna, saw was 30 minutes. Jesus. We're not going to go into spoilers. We're not going to go into like story details or anything. But I do want to talk about some of the combat because looking at uh, the gameplay, it is very Spider-Man-y in terms of like third person camera. Uh, you have kind of like an open city to explore, like they call them hubs. Uh, traversal seems pretty interesting where you are kind of very nimble and you're like running and jumping and you're like on rooftops, you're on power lines. Uh, Wolverine can kind of use his claws to scratch uh, on a uh, a bu- side of a building and kind of use that momentum to keep going. He runs pretty yeah. fast. Um, traversal climbing, seems pretty yeah. smooth. Yeah. Climbing um, on walls. Yeah, uh, gameplay uh, in terms of combat looks pretty interesting too. Uh, you have the the claws. Obviously, you're doing a lot of punching, kicking. Um, you're getting like a, a meter filled, which does like combos. And then, um, like like uh, the Batman Arkham games, you do have like uh, I forget what the actual word for it is, but you have like a, a sense radar thing or whatever that sends out a pulse and you're doing some detective work and kind of piecing together in in the mission that i saw he was kind of looking for somebody we're not going to tell you who but he's looking for somebody and he's like finding clues and like a lot of the games like what comes to mind is division does it where you find clues and then batman yeah batman or like division or whatever like you put the clues together and then like you see how it happened in like outline of, of yeah. what's going on. And I think and that like fits with the character because I mean, mm-hmm. he's known to use his senses to like kind of smell blood trails and to kind of do a little bit of detective work. So even though I feel like, yeah, this, that aspect is kind of taken from other games. I mean, if it, it fits his character and he would do something like that. So um, I think that, I, I think that was pretty good to add in there. Yeah. And gameplay, like it's, it's very much a M rated game because you're seeing a lot of blood, a lot of like claws going through people, um, all of that stuff. But yeah, like gameplay looks very fluid. It's clearly not finished because some of the animations aren't like super smooth, but you do have like parrying with the claws and then you're kind of like building up combos and, you know, you're dodging, you're, um, moving around and using your aim and leap. Yeah. You can like aim and leap at people from a distance. Um, my only hope is that it doesn't get too repetitive as a, as a hack and slash. But once again, this is like an alpha. So clearly they're going to add more. And this is, these are the same guys that made Spider-Man. So, you know, they're going to make a bunch of animations to make combat at least look and feel fresh and feel different or add enough, yeah. uh, you know. 
variability. Yeah, variability and fighting, so it doesn't feel stale and hack and slashy, but it looks really good. Yeah, my only my only hope is they don't do like they did in Spider-Man and include a lot of MJ or, you know, Peter Parker without his suit missions where you're just kind of going through boring mundane stuff where you're picking up and you're cleaning Peter's apartment for five minutes <laughs> and stuff. So Well, here's the thing though. If they do include other characters, those characters could be other X-Men or villains that you can maybe play as. Which would wouldn't be that bad. It would that'd I be kind of cool. You could have done that with Spider-Man, but they like, chose if, to make yeah. you play as MJ. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> well I mean MJ's just a normal person. I don't know. Like Exactly. <laughs> um there is a uh, a kind of a presentation which I'm assuming was their like kind of pitch for the game that was leaked that we're going to talk about because I think it is very interesting and it'll be interesting to see how the game changes when it does come out versus what was actually pitched at the beginning. But um, I can send you guys a uh, a copy of this if you want to follow along. Um, let me figure out how to do that. I mean, it's a Wolverine game, so like, I feel like they better have Sabretooth and stuff. That'd be cool. I don't know. I remember playing the old uh, X-Men or the old Wolverine game. Did you guys play that at all? Was it yes. X-Men o- Origins? Origins, or yeah. The yeah. movie was terrible. The game was actually pretty good. And it was I really better liked, than the movie. <laughs> I like <laughs> the physics engine of it where it's like you you can see the deterioration with damage. And mm-hmm. like you can get down to like a skeleton and then it, he like slowly starts healing. So I hope they have that in here. But so uh content overview let's talk about missions they pitched this as a 40 mission 15 hour total game with 30 instances and 10 open world missions averaging about 17 minutes of gameplay each um with an average of about a six minute cinematic uh gameplay types uh action combat tactical tactical choice stealth traversal senses and puzzles and then exotic set pieces slash bosses um and this kind of has like a, a different hubs that you are exploring in the game so there's one in alaska there's one in uh Sinchico, uh madripoor and then uh avalon hub so you have these hubs where they're having these missions take place uh they were going to have a demo at a gala mission which kind of features some of the stealth infiltration and then uh action combat uh with a traversal uh chase scene and then a boss fight again we're not going to tell you the characters involved here um but they do have them listed in this powerpoint so just a heads up um side activities they talked about here having like living memory puzzles because obviously a big thing about wolverine is that he's had his memory wiped so um kind of piecing all of that together uh they talked about having bounties so you're hunting other criminals or, or maybe, maybe other mi- yeah, minor villains maybe mutants um, and stuff who knows collectibles for like <laughs> suit crafting which is just exactly what you have in spider-man as well you're you're kind of finding components and you're using those to build different suits and i think that's an aspect that would work really well in a, in a wolverine game so um kudos there uh they talked about combat and ability so you have a light and heavy combo system with power attacks and then a critical strike. So when enemies are low on health, you're doing a special attack that'll like kind of one hit kill them when they're that low. Um, but you are dodging, you're blocking, you're parrying, and you're limbing. Um, so parry for light or 
left or right limb uh, allows you to kill low-level enemies, and then high-tier enemies require some additional strategies for them to to be there. Um, but there are combat abilities, so you can you can get like a tornado spinning attack, armor buster, hot claws, shockwave slashes. So kind of the standard what you would see in like kind of like mini RPG systems in there where you're putting skill points into it and unlocking these different attacks, and then you're either buffing them up or you're unlocking different versions of them. So um, kind of standard what we would expect with that. So you do have a regenerating health system, which obviously fits with Wolverine as a character, but it is a, uh, a system that promotes aggression. So uh, Logan regenerates a small amount of passive health, but when he's damaged, uh, there's a short period that or a short window where that damage is like what we call ghost health. So it shows you how much health you lost in a in an attack. And then if you do attack a claim or if you do attack a an enemy back in that small window, you recover all of it faster than just the passive amount. So it's kind of promoting you to always attack and always be aggressive instead of kind of hold back and like fight more tactically because that's not that's not the fighting style of Wolverine in in the actual um media in the media that he's portrayed in uh stealth so obviously if enemies have guns or other weapons that is going to kill you much quicker because obviously this is a game you can die and you'll have to restart the checkpoint um they do have a focus on on stealth uh traversal kind of what we talked about you have wall jumps sprint parkour jump slide pull swinging zip line and then kind of counterweight system similar to assassin's creed um and then you have that enhanced senses version of it where you're like kind of seeing enemy outlines, you're hearing where they are because you have better hearing, and you're uh, kind of planning out for your attack there. And then you're pro progressing by unlocking different abilities, and then you're also unlocking different suit mods in missions by collecting salvage parts and like crafting different suits. So um, seems like a very interesting concept of the game we'll see how much of that actually makes it up because who knows how early this this powerpoint is from but what are your guys' thoughts on kind of the, the the game that we are envisioning based on all of this stuff um i mean i'm excited i wolverine's one of my i i like wolverine more than spider-man which is i mean a pretty hot take because spider-man is like up there with like batman and popularity <laughs> if not more in some areas of the world <clears throat> but like, um, I think he's perfect for a game like this. It, like Wolverine is more of a grounded superhero, kind of like Batman. So uh, I, I felt like it was only about time that they made a game. Well, I mean, an updated or more modern version of a of a Wolverine game. <clears throat> so many characters they can choose from, both villains or antiheroes. Um, from that, from the little video that I saw, I mean, it for an alpha, it looks really good. Um, shows him making his suit and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they have like the the foundations of the game down. I think yeah. they just got to do bug fixing and then fixing some animation stuff and stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah, it was like a movie storyboard. It was like it would have gameplay, like a cutscene, and then it would go into like a storyboard, like drawn stuff. And then when it got to action, it switched to gameplay, stuff like that. But it's funny because it reminds me a lot of X Men Origins Wolverine because that movie leaked like a good six to eight months before it released with all the like the visual effects still not done do you remember that chance 
Uh-uh, I don't. I was so long ago. How long ago was that? Like that was so fifteen long. years was, ago or something. Like it was, it was a long time ago. And I remember I had people over to watch the, the unfinished cut of the movie, and we saw it, and we're like, "That's clearly unfinished. It's got to be better than that, right?" And then when it actually came out, we saw it in theaters. We're like, "Wow!" They had all this feedback from people because it got leaked early, and they didn't change any of it. Wow! But yeah, yeah. there's there's a part where in in the X Men Origins movie uh there's there's a part where uh Sabretooth is like knocking on the glass and it just had like somebody writing on the screen like pointing to his hands like grow nails now <laughs> so yeah it's so dumb like it's <clears throat> yeah i don't know it's uh funny it happened in, a, in another wolverine property yeah i mean it's just it's just i don't know like personally this i don't know i mean uh i mean I guess Rick is MIA, but Rick, uh, what's your name? Uh, Zach, um, did you, uh, did you uh, watch any of the gameplay at all? I mean, you just uh, have to look it up on Google and you'll find a I, source to like, look it up or to see gameplay. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't watch any of the, um, any of the gameplay myself. Um, but as far as kind of like, if the it's description we've talked about, yeah, the description we've talked about, I mean, if it's, if it's super Spider-Man-y, it's like, Kind it's of more, more or less Batman. It's more Batman Arkham kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean, like from a combat perspective, I kind of more or less expect that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is, it is. It, there is a different feeling to it being being Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, to Chance's point, it's it is a more like. I don't know if like relatable is the right word, but like what Chance more like, mature. Well, it's I think it's more. Uh, it's why a lot of people like hero, an anti-hero. It's like something yeah. that like it's much more, I think, appealing. In the gray in the gray area. Like it's yeah. kind of there's like, a bit of there's a bit of more, more story wiggle like, room to kind of make it a a a morally gray character or like yeah. make compelling uh story choices as opposed to where you're yeah. just doing a game that has to be PG thirteen because you're trying to reach the the most core audience yeah, for Spider-Man game. Look like you go down a path where it's like you know you have to do certain things, and you may not feel great about doing it, but it needs to be kind of done yeah. from like maybe a story perspective. I think that makes a much more compelling narrative and storyline. Very kind of like. Do you think this will be their uncharted or their Last of Us to what Spider-Man would be their uncharted? Last of Us esque, where like they're very upfront about you're not a good person, but you have to do things like to survive yeah. and like that is a much more compelling and realistic and believable narrative than you're yeah. always going to be good you're always going to do the good thing yeah. no matter what happens kind of thing like this is i think much more appealing like to me as a gamer not that spider-man isn't good but like it's just much more compelling to me so hopefully yeah. they go down that path from a narrative perspective and i think they can because wolverine is a more gruesome character he is a more gruesome hero so or anti-hero so yeah it's yeah. something that that i would be very interested to see how they go about doing that and i hope they would they would go down that path from a narrative perspective the combat i expect to be perfectly fine just like the spider-man and arkham combat is like it's good combat it works so i'm, I'm just more yeah. interested from a narrative perspective how they decide to go about it yeah like yeah. i f- <clears throat> i feel like uh um like, I mean, even coming to Spider-Man, even though he's a very good hero, a very good guy, like, I mean, he goes through a lot of struggle and, like, becoming how to balance how to be Spider-Man and just, you know, his family and just, like, you know, he goes through a lot. 
And yeah. I feel like that's why he's really popular. I mean, could you, I mean, is there a reason, I mean, you think there's a good reason why there's not a good modern Superman game? Because how about it be so boring and generic? I mean, you're insane. I mean, I'm sure I've brought this up before, but like you're Superman, unless you're playing him as a, as a teenager developing his powers, like you're insanely powerful. Like you would just destroy everything. You could just fly through everything super crazy fast. Like you're just like, yeah. And, yeah like how are you supposed to make a game like that? There's comics of like Superman pulling entire yeah. galaxies. Like you, would, be you need some kind of for a game. Like you need some kind of story. If like you got shot with animant, no, not animantium, uh, like crypto kryptonite. kryptonite or something. And your powers were hindered the entire game, essentially. And then maybe, you know, at the end you get like taken out and you can use the, go into some crazy battle because you can use your the fullest extent of your you know what I mean you would need something crazy well, like that to happen. I think Superman 64 had like an it was a terrible game but it had an interesting concept too where you don't have a health bar yourself the city has a health bar so like when mm-hmm. destruction is happening in the city because of these villains that's when like if it gets to a certain point you have to restart because too many people have died and that's not what Superman would do that would be an interesting way for a Superman game but as as we're kind of veering back into Wolverine, um, do you guys think having this like literal character that can't die, and then y- you have to gamify it to where you are restarting? Are they going to do a lot of like stealth? Like, oh, if you're found out of stealth, you have to re- restart uh, missions, or do you think they're going to do like, oh yeah, Wolverine's dead, restart checkpoint? Well. I mean, technically, yeah, I know Wolverine is definitely an indestructible character, but he can he could still be like captured or caught. Um, and uh, I mean, he, he literally has a kryptonite himself named Magneto and like, you know, stuff like that. So he could be a really strong boss or character that it would make sense. But I mean, there's animantium like bullets and stuff. I mean, there's so many ways you can slow down his healing and, you know, I, I'm. I thought I thought, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't think I thought Wolverine could be killed. I didn't know he was immortal. He was. I mean, dude, like they. I mean, it's very it at least very in the comic He was like, way fast, but I thought he could always like die. Well, it, it's like the natural aging process, and and yeah. when he gets to that age, then yeah, he'll become less weak. But like this, looked like it's Wolverine in his prime. It's not an old man Logan game, so uh, you'd have to like. He has an adamantium skeleton, so you can't even really cut off his head. I don't know what would be a, a good way to do it. But I mean, like uh, I said, like adamantium bullets, where they would be able to, yeah, because you have, actually like, penetrate piercing, his skeleton and stuff like that. They're piercing bullets. Where it's I mean, like, yeah, maybe like, you can add time limits. You can add getting caught. Yeah, electricity, like what? Yeah, could Rick, you, Rick your skeleton is metal. Oh, sorry, he's your muted. Skeleton is, oh, sorry. No, I can hear him. If your skeleton is metal. Then like electricity is that. That's a big one. That could hurt you. Yeah. Right. Like, like there has to be a way. I, I, I knew he, I knew he's like crazy healing factor, but I didn't realize he was like so damn like impossible to kill. Like, yeah. Um. But anyway, that's that's kind of what the stuff is on Wolverine, and it'll be interesting to see how much of that actually makes it in the final game. How much of that ha- like changes over the course of development? Uh, all of this information could be old. We're not sure yet. So uh, the interesting thing in, in, that we also got was like kind of like a, a timeline for Insomniac projects. So um, I don't know about you, but before all this information came out, I was expecting Wolverine to be a 2024 game just because 
the way they've been releasing games, Insomniac, it's a, it's a very fast pace. So um, this timeline kind of disproves that. Um, this timeline shows that Spider-Man 2, end of 2023, which already happened. That's already out. Um, then 2024, there's nothing. Then 2025 is Venom, a Venom standalone game. And then 2026 is where Wolverine is slated to come out. 2027, there's nothing. 2028, you have Spider-Man. 2029, you have Ratchet and Clank. So I'm assuming a sequel to uh, Rift Apart. And then uh, 2030 is X-Men, the game. So they have a lot of projects that they're currently working on. Mm. And again, who knows how much of this is actually going to come out. This is all stuff that was leaked. So we know there's a lot of times projects are in development then they get canceled because it just didn't work out so you know ratchet and clank sequel might not even formulate there might the x-men game might not work um but then there is a new ip slated for 2021 or 2020 or 2031 i'm sorry or 2032 so um like at least almost 10 years worth of uh games right there laid out but do you guys think 2026 is what you were expecting for Wolverine or? Well, I, I, I think 2025 at latest. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would have been 2025. I, I, didn't, I wasn't uh, sure about at least I know. Year, at least I know not to draft it. Um, yeah, I, I assumed Wolverine would be their next game, but there's a Venom game that they haven't even announced. <gasps> that they're that's working the Venom on game. that's coming out 2025. Well, that, so Dude, there you go. Week, it's like, that's just like an eight to 10 hour experience. Yeah, world. so uh, it, it's called Venom Lethal Protector. It's an all-new storyline, and this is all information that can change, so take it with a grain of salt. But uh, all-new storyline that continues Spider-Man 2 and leads into Spider-Man 3. Playable, switchable Ven- uh, Venom and Spider-Heroes. Carnage-infected New York City boroughs. So clearly Carnage is involved here. Um, eight to ten hour standalone experience. I think more along the lines of like Miles Morales than a Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man's what, like 16 to 18 to like 20 hours maybe. Yeah. Um, if you golden path it, there's 12 missions with three event bosses. But then there's optional content with uh, quests, challenges, bases, criminals, and collectibles. So kind of like the standard... Uh, what we've seen of Venom or of Spider-Man kind of taking that and putting it into the Venom uh, bit of it. And then uh, that's talking about that. Um, That's talking about the great web. Hold on. I thought there was more. Okay. I guess not, but yeah, that's, that's slated to come out 2025 and then Wolverine would come out 2026. So what are your thoughts on that? Do we need a Venom game, or would you no much one rather likes get... Venom. Everyone hates Venom. I think Venom would... I think Venom's a good game could... for Zach to spend another $60 on in fantasy football, or fantasy uh, critic. We moved on from that. That was the first year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Unexpected. When do you think they announce this, this Venom game? Uh, sometime next year. Probably next year. Te- yeah, technically, it's been announced already. It's not announced. It's not an official announcement. It's a leak. <laughs> tomorrow. They'll be like, let's just do it tomorrow. No. I-, I think it's like probably at the Sony showcase in 2024. They talk about their lineup. Um, but does this mean that 
2024 is going to be a a slow year for Sony, you think? Because what do they have on the slate? Like, like uh, you said fair nothing. games, fair games, uh, Concord, which we've seen nothing on, um, Helldivers to maybe Dark Souls or not Dark Souls, uh, Death Stranding two. I don't know if that did that get a twenty twenty four window. I'm not sure yet. Um, but nothing of like Ghost of Tsushima two or any of like none of those games have been announced. Um, they do have Last of Us two remastered. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima 2. Please, Ghost of Tsushima 2. But yeah, I was expecting the big 2024 game to be Wolverine, but clearly that's not happening. So right. is 2024 going to be an off year for them? Probably. Um, Ghost of Tsushima 2. Apart from that, uh, going back to the thing, we do have Spider-Man, which is slated for 2027. Yeah, it's weird. So they the the leak said that it could potentially launch in two parts. So you'd have part one holiday twenty twenty seven, and then part two holiday twenty twenty eight. Yeah. So there's it's it's weird because one of these slides, and again, these are all without the actual insomniac person explaining it as the slides. We just have that raw information there. But they have a version of Spider Man three, which is a single title, which would be holiday twenty twenty seven. Um, launch price sixty nine ninety nine with net sales of uh, seven hundred million to seven hundred twenty million and a dev cost of about three hundred million with a return on investment of fifty percent. Or the other option that they had there was Spider Man Three Part One coming out holiday twenty twenty seven and that's a hundred and seventy five million dollar project with a forty nine ninety nine price tag and then. Spider-Man 3 Part 2 coming out holiday 2028, and that's a $225 million dev cost, $49.99 title. And basically, you can spend $100 million more dividing it up into two parts and then charging $100 total for that package versus spending $300 million and only charging $70 for it a single title. So which, which way they went with that? If if that's even still decided or if that's still actually being discussed, we're not sure. But what would you guys prefer to have like two smaller fifty dollar games or one seventy dollar game for Spider Man three? Seventy dollar game is cheaper. True. From a business perspective, I understand it, but it's also like, what if the first half sucks? Like, what if you make the first game? And the first part sucks and people don't want to play the second part, then you're really eating it. Like, so from a consumer standpoint, I want to pay less from their business model standpoint. They're trying to make the most money. Mm -hmm. And it's a much easier sell to people for like, Hey, $50 here, $50 a year later, you know, like, yeah. Um, some other information here on Spider-Man three, uh, I'm not sure if this is something that they decided or if that's something that they were still kind of mulling over. Uh, but the title here is Spider-Man, the great web. Um, and it talks about like um, having silk as a playable character, um, you know, stuff that they were excited on working with is like um, having green goblin and hop goblin and stuff in the games, uh, stuff like that. But like, 
is was the idea of splitting spider-man 3 into two projects is one of those venom has one of those become venom or is this like venom in addition to two parts of spider-man 3 because at that point are you oversaturating the market with spider-man games i know they're very popular they sell really well they're they're the highest grossing playstation exclusive games but would you really play would you really buy and play you know one two three four five six spider-man games in in the span of like seven or eight years i think i i personally think it's too much spider-man but if they release yeah. a bunch of other sh- other stuff in between like then it's fine but if that's going to be like the main flagship releases over and over again i think it's going to be too much yeah i i agree yeah, it's just too many Spider-Man. <laughs> it depends on what they release, you know? Like, if they also release, like, Ghost of Tsushima 2, and then they release, like... If they release other stuff as well, then it's I guess it's not a big deal, but... I mean, I'm personally... I liked... My favorite of the Insomniac Spider-Man games is probably Miles Morales. That is a more focused, smaller story where it didn't feel like it's dragging, especially in the middle, like Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1, I think, has that same problem of it. We're going to we're gonna put all the Sinister Six in this game, and you're going to face all of them, some of them multiple times, some of them tag team uh, boss fights. So I feel like if they do do like Spider-Man 3 Part 1, Spider-Man 3 Part 2, that's something that would feel better to me, because then you're not adding a lot of the fluff you're making it smaller more focused experiences like two eight hour games versus one 20 hour game i think i think that's that's better for me as a gamer at at my current gaming age uh to kind of digest but i don't know about you guys i thought rick was going to say something he was shifting around that's my something like, no, I, thought, I saw Rick shifting around, so I thought he was going to say something. So I hesitated. I was chasing a cat. Ah, uh, okay. So. A funny thing here is that uh, they did share like a, a kind of a, a chart of how many sales and how much money that they made for all these projects. Uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man 1 is not on here because I really would have liked to see what the actual information for that is on here. But it starts with Miles Morales. Which has, excuse me, which has 10.2 lifetime um, unit sales, 10.2 million. Uh, and the total cost of it was 156 million. And the total profit has been 104 million with a total revenue of 260 million. So return on an investment for Miles Morales is 122%. Um, is that good? Uh, compared to Ratchet and Clank. Which has only sold 2.2 million lifetime units, total cost of 81 million, total revenue of 73, and then a total profit of negative 8 million. So a return, a return on investment of negative 10%. They lost money on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It's such that- a good game. Was and wasn't it? that wasn't that like the only game you could buy for the PlayStation 5 when it first came out? No, there no. were so many games you could buy. <laughs> well, like a big AAA game. I thought maybe it I thought was, that was when it, it came out like early. A, 
It was one of their first exclusives. Like PlayStation, was PlayStation 5, 5 only. Put a lot of stock into that because Spider-Man's a bigger title. Maybe 100%. Yeah, it's a bigger title. But it kind of also shows that maybe Ratchet & Clank does not have the pull it used to. Well, they're making another one, so. 15 years ago. Well, we don't know if those sales were fine or if that, those plans are final. No, they are. I, I think you might not get a Ratchet & Clank. Uh, if you ever do Spider-Man two, uh, again, this is probably an estimate, but 10.5 million lifetime units. I don't think it's sold 10.5 million yet, but they're expecting a 35% uh, return on investment for Spider-Man two, Spider-Man three. They're expecting a 75% return on investment, which kind of makes me think they're leaning towards the part one and part two model because a jump from 35 to 75%, that's, that's pretty huge in terms of profit. And then uh, Wolverine, they're expecting a 40% return on investment because probably that is a uh, a lower budget than a Spider-Man title. Um, because obviously the one that's going to sell the most, you want to spend the most money making. So um, interesting to see there because we don't get that side of the the figures and sales and stuff from uh, game dev- devs re- regularly. So it's interesting to see there. Um, there was a concept art for the new Ratchet and Clank game that's planned for 2029. Uh, do we want to talk about that? It seems like just more weapon designs, enemy designs. Looks yeah, like there's I mean, a ship design. I, I would say yes if it was potentially coming like anytime soon, but like six years down the line. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, but a, a lot of information there that we kind of talked about that is interesting. Um, the can, great we talk about how, um, can we talk about how Ryzen has a spokesperson? <laughs> has a spokesperson. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Like the it, it wasn't anything crazy, but it's just like IGN. Um, like they had a statement from the out to them. Huh. IGN reached out to the hacker group. <laughs> I guess so because, like, in the article, there was like, and a statement from from Ryzena, <laughs> like from the hacker group. Um, like, so this is what the hacker group said. They were like, "Yes, we knew who we were attacking. We knew that developers making games like this would be an easy target. We were able to get domain administrator uh, brackets access within twenty to twenty five minutes of hacking the network." Sony has launched an investigation, but it would be better in the backyard. And what then said that, that like they're saying in their means. own internal. Probably. Yeah. They're probably like, you'd probably be better off looking in your own house or something. I assume is what that means. Someone should look up that idiom and see where it's from. Maybe that's where you can find out where the hacker group's from or whatever. <laughs> um, but then they also said money was like the only motive for what they did. I just thought it was funny that like, Which, I mean, that makes sense as a spokesperson. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I just thought it was funny. You, the as a spokesperson. Did you guys see like the information that was shared on the guy who hacked, uh, uh, rockstar to get like the GTA information. Apparently uh, he was already in police custody at, in a hotel and he used an Amazon fire stick, the hotel Wi-Fi, and like, just a, a keyboard and mouse or like his phone or something that he jerry rigged to get into the rockstar network. And like oh. so many people were posting memes, like 
me trying to use the hotel Wi-Fi, and it's like you can't right. get anything to work. And this guy's <laughs> hacking Rockstar to get all this information. Oh, people are so fucking smart, dude. Like, yeah, but that that guy's so like smart. Like that guy clearly has some like mental health um issues and stuff because he's like yeah i I, as soon as i get out i'm doing it again and you know you're never going to stop me from hacking them and all this stuff like (laughs) um, i guess but rockstar is very litigious so might be a while before you get out dude um i mean by that point man all he's gonna need is like a potato and like a couple wires and he'll be able to hack into them so yeah uh, the Spider-Man multiplayer game, uh, I believe that was uh, something from Jason Schreier recently, saying that that was canceled. What? You can't play uh, as Mary Jane versus Venom? So, yeah, this is... Um, pitches for multiplayer Spider-Man game that was actually canceled a long time ago, according to people familiar with the company plans. So I think that was like uh, they kind of talked about it in the we we didn't talk a lot about it, but it was I think it was the Great Web. Um, it had like a lot of villain uh, things where you're doing like raids and turf battles and like skill challenges. They talked about it being uh, Spider-Man meets GTA Online. Uh, you're playing as like Spider Gwen and all of this stuff. Um, that project is apparently canceled, so they're not doing that one anymore. Um, which makes sense because, you know, Sony, they've kind of doubled down on like the games as service. And with the cancellation of factions, I think they are rethinking a lot of that. And leadership is changing there too. As we know, Jim Ryan is stepping down. They haven't announced who the permanent head of that will be, like taking over the role of uh, CEO of SIE. But maybe they're rethinking those strategies and, and kind of focusing on only games as service games. And do you guys like based on Avengers, do you think a nope. multiplayer Spider-Man game could even work? No, absolutely yeah. not. Or they yeah. have like into the multiverse where you can play different versions of Spider-Man or something. I don't remember. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was like, you're playing as Spider-Gwen. You can play as like, like Peter Porker or like Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker or Spider-Man 2099 or Spider-Noir. Yeah, all of those. Cage. You're, you're doing raids, you're doing skill challenges, but the the point of a, a superhero game, which you lose a lot on the multiplayer, is that like you are powerful. You were one of the only powerful people in like the game, and you're kind of having that superhero fantasy. The second you have somebody else, another player character in the game who's just as powerful or doing the same things as you, I feel like that takes a huge chunk out of that power fantasy. So. I think that's why Avengers didn't work. Um, I mean, there's a lot of factors why Avengers didn't work, but uh, I'm kind of glad they canceled this. I'd much rather have a single player project than doing the same missions over over again, Destiny style uh, Spider Man game. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, it's just a no. Yeah, no, no, no multiplayer Spider. Mm-hmm. unless be- unless it's unless it's a uh like an arcade style i had one like venom game for the uh sega genesis it's like a carnage one and you know those games are always fun but like tmnt sure. uh turtles in yeah. time little yeah. side scrollers yeah i, I feel like sweet. there's definitely a market for that we saw how well shredder's revenge did uh in terms of like reviews and 
engagement with it being on Game Pass and stuff. So I could totally see them doing a smaller title like that. But as opposed to like a triple A budget, no, do do those as single player. So um anything else you guys want to talk about for the Insomniac stuff? Zach, you might want to talk about this. Yeah, Zach, talk about it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if people did want to talk about that. But yeah, but there's um uh, the kind of last thing we'll talk about is that there was uh details for the X-Men license that were also released. Uh so this is kind of like the budgeting stuff that Pat had mentioned earlier. So for each X-Men game, um, I'm assuming that it's like the Marvel's X-Men and then the multiple X-Men games coming out in the mid-2030s. Is there going to be a $121 million development budget per game? And then there's also going to be the $30 million marketing budget. It didn't say per game. I would assume it's per game. But that just seems like a lot of money for marketing, even for just a singular game. But I don't know. Does that sound right? Like $30 million for each game? Or would that be like holistic $30 million? Uh, $30 million marketing commitment for each required title. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for each game. Um, so you're looking at $150 million per game, roughly, uh, with development and marketing. Um, do you guys think that that would kind of like, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. If you could like speculate, would you yield like profit from that? Do you think they would be profitable games? Yeah, because with that IP, as we've seen with Spider-Man, they're selling a lot of units and a lot of units at launch at full price especially with the $70 price tag of the PS5 now. Spider-Man is going to continue to sell because that's not a game Sony's going to actively reduce in price or put on like their PlayStation Plus or whatever. So people are still going to be buying Spider-Man 2 well into 2024 or 2025 if it isn't if the new Spider-Man title is not coming out since then cuz think about it. 2024 Sally gets a PS5 what game should Sally get? Like, look at all the games available for PS5. Spider-Man's here. That's a game that, you know, is still the newest Spider-Man game. You're going to buy that. She's going to buy it at full price. That's another sale um, for Sony down the line. So I think that's going to keep happening. I think these I, this IP is very lucrative. So that is an easy commitment to say yes to for Sony. What's interesting here is some of the exclusivity deals here. So um, they have to release all these games by 2035 and they have to sell them through at least 2038 or more if Marvel allows them to. Um, Between now and December 1st, 2035, Marvel cannot release or announce any X-Men games on console pc streaming or use the x-men character as a competitive advantage in a game for example play uh wolverine in ultimate alliance exclusively on xbox x-men characters can appear in multiple family marvel games example avengers guardians of the galaxy etc and marvel retains the rights to children games and certain x-men games from the 1990s but they cannot release or announce these within 45 days uh within 45 days before or after release or announce of any of their X-Men games so you're not going to see any like other X-Men games being released that are not Insomniac like any of these not AAA ones 
that are not Insomniac games until at least 2035. And, you know, we've seen that's just the X-Men characters. Obviously, Marvel has a lot of other characters. And we've seen that clearly Xbox has made a deal or, you know, Bethesda has made a deal with Disney to do to license out Blade. Um which a lot of these characters are intertwined, so it's it's good that Blade is not considered part of the X-Men universe or anything like that. It's interesting to see it would be interesting to see if Daredevil would be considered like a Spider-Man or a an X-Men property because he's I don't know I don't know how you decide that. Is it like a first appearance or is it like who created it or what what have you? But um I think we are gonna see more superhero games in the future being licensed out to different companies but definitely we're not going to see any x-men games for anyone besides sony slash insomniac yeah i'd agree yeah so yeah so all in all the leak was bad if you're a video game company and you're watching this and or listening via podcast form don't get hacked invest in cybersecurity of some kind. I mean, even with that, a lot of these are social engineering. So it's it's just about training your staff not to to click on links or insert USB sticks that they find in the parking lot in into your network computers. Right. Uh so like like Ryzen has said, launch an investigation in your backyard. Figure stuff out. Um but yeah, um this is our last podcast. 2023 guys what a year what a year we've had rick it's been crazy on being the subpar subtitle champion unless pat has got some twist of i don't it's been a hectic week i don't have anything planned so rick is officially the champion all right rick well done rick is our subpar subtitle champion for the year um for those of you guys watching and those of you listening hopefully you guys have a happy new year um be safe have fun make good decisions before you end it Keep an eye out on a Monday because obviously this comes out on Monday. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out and not on the the actual uh, Twitch stream, which you can watch, you can watch the VOD, but still tune in on Monday on our Twitter, on our Facebook and everything. I'll make sure Zach posts it everywhere. Our nominees are going to be coming out for uh, the Tuggies, which means you will now have an opportunity to vote on what you think will be the winners um the tuggies will officially take place uh when did we decide like the 15th or something yeah the 15th would be our week of the 15th the week of the 15th would be our next well no the the week of the 12th would be ours so the 12th is when the tuggies will take place the 12th will be our next podcast yeah you will have from the day this episode comes out which is going to be january 1st until january 11th to vote and yep. get your votes. Almost two oh, weeks. Actually, we need to get our information to our security company. So let's make it the tenth. You will have ten days to vote, and what whatever you think will be uh, winners for the tuggy categories. Obviously, our hosts get weighted votes, but your vote still counts. And a lot of times, your vote is what actually sways it because there's ties between the four of us. We don't have an odd number of people. So it actually um, happened a lot last year. We had several. Yeah like crowd tiebreakers so so make sure you vote uh you can vote multiple times i believe it's not like you have to 
you don't need like a separate Google account or anything. You can vote as many times as you want. Um, but tell your friends to vote. And if you are voting, make sure you also check out the actual Tuggies. Make sure you also check us out on Twitch. Uh, we will be dressing up for the Tuggies. So as, we are. You know, it's the first year we're streaming live for the Tuggies. Right? Oh, true. Yep. Yeah. So Get your suit out. Tuggies is a black tie event. So make sure you is it really up. a black tie event. Can I just like wear my turtleneck or something? No. Do you I actually to have up. to dress up? You need to dress up. You need a tie. I'm gonna look like a god. Can I just wear like a t-shirt with a tie? I'm gonna look like a goddamn f- just sitting down here in my soccer shorts and a shirt. <laughs> I mean, as long as you have a tie, that's the only requirement. I'll just put a tie on my neck. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'll be on the twelfth. So keep an eye out for that. And then uh, we also have a bunch of other stuff happening in January, which is we're gonna be figuring out who our winner for fantasy critic is. We're gonna be figuring out who our no gaming Nostradamus for 2023 was we're going to be starting our predictions for 2024. We're going to be starting our fantasy critic draft for 2024. Uh, a lot of stuff planned in 2024. So just keep tuned. Yeah. So everybody, thanks for listening. Remember you can catch us on Google podcast, Apple podcast, Stitcher, Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns at the entitled gaming podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on all of our socials. So Twitter at TugPod. Instagram at TUG underscore POD, threads at the same, Reddit at r slash Tugpod, and Facebook at the Entitled Gaming Podcast, and then our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Tugpod. Make sure you're following all of those things because come the new year, you're going to have your opportunity to vote. So make sure you're following, hit a notification bell, whatever you need to get notified that we're posting stuff. Um, and then we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews, five star reviews for us, one star review for every other podcast yep see you next year see you next year happy new year happy new year it is a joyous day buckeyes have lost lifelong team that i've been rooting for missouri has won name anyone from Missouri. <laughs> I don't want to leave anyone out, so I don't think it would oh, be Oh, yeah, fair. that's it, yeah. So, yeah.